After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, have you no fish? You, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in, because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some fish, some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Lindsay. You may be seated. Let's pray. Uh, God, we just come as we are today, um, different places, different people, different times as one community, and we come to hear your story again. And you always promise, always promise that when your story is told, the Spirit comes to us. So we pray for this. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know why, I saw, I saw a news clip and I was thinking about what it must feel like for presidents to leave the White House after their term of leadership and then get back to daily life. And specifically around eating, they're used, they're used to hired chefs cooking their requested favorite dinners, all these big state dinners with invitations and special guests and planned and prepared menus and scripted fonts. So what is it for them and their families to go back to like a regular Taco Tuesday? <laughs> or I was also thinking about that feeling after the cards and the hugs and the delivered meals have stopped and you now must live the life you don't know how to live after losing someone that you have loved. How do you make it? What is the next thing when there's an empty place now at your table? The 
this is the context for the disciples today. They're back in Galilee. Jesus had died and was risen, but they're not quite sure what they're supposed to do next. They're waiting for God to make the next move. And so what are they to do in the meantime? So those fishermen go back to what they have known, yet they can't seem to even make that work. They fish all night, we hear, and they catch nothing. A voice calls to them to offer another idea, cast out on the other side of the boat. And now at daybreak, as the light is revealed slowly on the horizon, they haul in more fish than the nets can hold. They recognize the voice. It's Jesus. And they come to meet him on the beach where he is preparing breakfast. He asks them to bring some of what they had just caught. And then they eat together, breakfast on the beach, a meal of smoked fish and toast. John, the gospel writer, is intentional in letting us know that this story takes place at the Sea of Tiberias. It's also known as the Sea of Galilee, the same place earlier in Jesus' life where he met a large crowd that was eager to hear him teach. And then with all those people at the end of the day, when the light was fading and the bellies were growling, people wonder, what are we supposed to do next? And Jesus took what they had, five loaves of bread and two fish. He takes it, he blesses it, he breaks it, and all were fed. And there was even baskets of leftovers filled with broken pieces. You know, God never really gives us the advanced script on life so we can read it and memorize the perfect line in that situation that feels so awkward. Or we can come to know then what comes after page 22. And that is what makes this life so hard to live. We never really can know what comes next. Because big changes and little changes too shift our roles they change our expectations, and we have nights fishing without a single fish, and it really throws us off. It paralyzes us. And what can be frustrating about these Bible stories is that Jesus then comes in and miraculously finds more fish to catch, can take a few loaves and somehow make it enough for everyone to eat. But the reality is, we're going to be hungry again tomorrow. Don't you think a long-term fix about, without worrying about the next thing sounds a lot more sustaining? Yet there's also something about these Bible stories, and that is the, con the context is about daily stuff people in places that would never be interesting enough to make the pages of another book. If you think about it, we get to hear all the stories that most people would never want told about themselves because it exposes their vulnerability, the ailments, the insufficiency to produce, the doubt and the denial. 
These stories speak of the moment of sheer exhaustion and a cry for someone to help them, to notice them. It is really everyday stuff. So what can it mean for us then to hear week after week the story of God coming down to this world, showing up to say we are exactly the kind of people that he is calling to continue to speak his story. God is interested in hanging out when your nets are empty and we don't have the planned menus or aspirations for the next week and when the way forward is unclear. We don't hear the rest of chapter 21 in the Gospel of John today, but Jesus at the charcoal fire on the beach asked Peter to feed his sheep. Jesus does not call Peter to produce a strategic plan. He simply calls Peter to feed his sheep. Feeding people with food, of course, but also feeding people with the story of a God who is interested in finding them in the everyday places, offering forgiveness, healing, and enough to make it through the next day. Because these simple acts of feeding ripple to impact more than we can imagine. God takes what's already there, blesses that, and then from that comes abundance. Yet it all can seem like tiresome work, really slow work, not really knowing if this daily feeding is making any difference at all. But then we hear a story like the one we heard today again, and we realize that we need to keep coming back to this together. Being fed by God's word and bread and wine, and then heeding even reluctantly a call to feed God's sheep. The small acts of love made known at every table. It's never going to be front page news. It's daily bread with the need for more tomorrow. Grace upon grace given for the world. And God promises it will be made true. So if you're wondering what's next for you, listen to the voice that calls from the beach. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep in whatever way you are called to do. You already have what you need to do this. God takes it and he blesses it and others will be fed and you will too. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest, and let these gifts to us be blessed. Amen. As you know, each and every week at Mount Olivet, we've been asking a question of these feeding stories. What does God have to say about what it means to feed and be fed? So your question for today, where is God showing up at your table? It's everyday stuff. There's an apron out in the Welcome Center and also some fabric markers. 
for you to write your answer on those aprons. Those aprons that we create here will be used as we serve and begin our community meal in the months ahead.